Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I would invite your attention to today's text, which is the very first verse that was read, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11, uh, moments ago as the Old Testament lesson. Uh, This was spoken to the children of Israel as they're about to head into the Promised Land. I think it's also spoken to us today. It is the Lord's word through Moses. And we hear this wonderful, wonderful text. What I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you, nor is it beyond your reach. So far the word of our text. It's a joy and a privilege to be together in the house of the Lord this morning and to focus on this portion of his word. I pray his blessing on our mutual meditation, on as the spirit would give wing to the word that it might live in our hearts and our lives and maybe show up next Monday evening or Thursday morning or Saturday, whenever and however and wherever the Lord would enable us to be his witness. And so together, I ask God's blessing in these next moments. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, a week ago today was Heritage Sunday. Heritage Sunday is the annual thing we do at St. Lawrence to take a look back to those settlers who in 1845 began what is has turned out to be St. Lawrence and Frankenmuth right here on the shores of the mighty Cass River. And as we think back to that and those people, you you wonder what were some of the challenges perhaps that those original settlers might have faced? My guess is it'd be very different than the challenges you and I face today. Uh, Back then, I wonder if maybe they weren't a little concerned about whether they'd have enough food for the winter, if the winter was too harsh, How was it going in their desire to preach the gospel and share the good word with the Native Americans in this area? I wonder if sometimes they missed their families back in Germany with the the knowledge probably down deep that they might never see family members again. They dealt with whatever it was that challenged them and that might even have led them to say, you know, it's pretty difficult being a Christian. Now let's back up a little further, back to the children of Israel. The children of Israel had endured 40 years in the wilderness. They were lonesome. At some point they were grumbling because they weren't even back in Egypt in slavery. But now in the words of this text, They are on the edge of heading into the promised land, something they've been waiting for. I wonder what made it difficult for them to be God's people. Well, we know all kinds of stories from the Old Testament. And they too struggled. But here we are today. What about us? As you and I live as Christians in this current age, the joy is, uh, there's a hymn verse that, that I just love, that says, each age its solemn task may claim but once. That's us. We're right now, and the Lord has tasked us with being his people. And so what is it that would be difficult for us in living out the opportunity to be his people at this time according to his plan and history? Well, it doesn't take long to look around 
and you can almost call it the ABCs of the world in which we live. The abortion issue is something that is quite divisive, is something that we struggle with over the wrong that is being done. It doesn't take long then to shift gears into a topic that you see most often on the news lately, it seems, that of bullying and the issues that surround that. And then continuing the ABCs, cheating comes to mind. I grew up with often hearing teachers or coaches or parents say, cheaters never win and winners never cheat. And it seems like as spring training has opened up and you hear again and again of a team that apparently won the World Series by doing just that and you look around in a lot of life and it probably is not so true anymore in the world in which we live. Someone once said jokingly and it was indeed funny then it's not quite so humorous now and that is whether at the game of golf or any other game if you don't cheat you don't or you're only cheating yourself. Well that is not true of course but today it almost seems like some people live that way. And then you get on to the letter D and it's the whole thing of divisiveness in our country. One side or the other pick the issue. Not to mention the negativeness that comes along. What is the first thing that happens when someone declares to run for public office? The opponents, whether of the same party or another party, they start to dig for whatever they can find that might discredit that individual. Uh, uh, tearing others down, what? So I guess we'll look better, what? And it pervades life. And to that comes this text and says, what I am commanding you to do today, to love the Lord, to listen and obey his commands, and to hold fast tightly to him, even as he holds tightly to us. And the question is, is that too difficult? And the answer is no. No, because in that little word T-O-O in today's gospel, listen, God's word says it is not too difficult. Difficult though it may be, it is not too difficult. And where in the world does that come from but the fulfillment of the promise posited in the children of Israel that eventuated in the birth of Jesus Christ who came to accomplish all that we could not, who could fulfill all the commands of God perfectly and then offer it to us. And so the words of the Old Testament ring true today. It is not too difficult a thing to be a Christian today. For the Lord Jesus knows us and lives in our hearts and on our lips, in our mouths as we speak and share his word and build one another up. And so the answer is, it is not too difficult a thing with God's presence and the spirit working in and through us. Now, we all face times in life where we question, where is the Lord? Why me? And even things like, what did I do that's so bad that this is happening now? 
And the answer is you will persevere and overcome because the Lord Jesus has and he lives in you and through you. And so it is not too difficult a thing. That truth Satan loves to show up and try to ruin. He shows it and shows up in many ways. One of, one of the ways is the, the suggestion that it is too difficult, of course, to do what the Lord says. And to that, I would direct your attention to what he would like us to think about. And that is when one talks about being a Christian, sometimes it's kind of tough because it seems like there's not a lot we can really do that's all that good and all that right. So Satan would suggest. I heard someone once say, and actually I've heard it more than once, I'm having such a good time, I must be doing something wrong. Having such a good time, I must be doing something wrong. What's wrong with that? Well, that. And the good news is exactly the opposite is the case. The Lord in his love, the commands he gives us that are not too difficult with his power and presence makes sense when you see it this way. There is that, if you're any loving parent or teacher or someone would say, stay away from that. The answer is no there, don't do that. Because it'll hurt you and it'll hurt others. But yes, go for it. Life is filled with joy and my presence and you will ultimately triumph. It is not too difficult a thing to do what the Lord says. It's not too difficult because we are privileged to live in the circle of faith. And sometimes as people would picture their life of faith, I don't know about you, but as we acknowledge that we sin, it's up and down like that. And when we're on the top of that line across the middle in a land of obedience, everything's cool between any one of us and the good Lord. But when we're below that line, Someone also has said one time, I hope I don't die in the middle of a sin. I hope I don't die in the middle of a sin. And why? Well, that's the below the line mentality that would wonder if I'm in God's favor when I'm committing this sin and drawing my last breath. Then that translates into everyday life when I acknowledge that I sin. I don't like living below the line and Satan loves it if we're up and down like that. I would suggest humbly that this is a much better picture. I call it the circle of faith, and in that, in Christ, it's the center of our lives. You'll notice some of those figures there, some are looking towards the cross, and some are looking away from the cross. It would seem to me those that are looking away from the cross, that, that could be moments when they are in fact sinning. But someone has also said and shared the beautiful thought from Scripture that our faith is constantly in touch with the Lord and is a continuing prayer asking for forgiveness even when we sin. So that the idea of dying in the midst of a sin is not something that we should live in fear of at all. For God's grace and the faith that we share draws us close in that Circle of faith, that family circle. And the Lord holds us in that the only danger there is if a person is involved in, in continuing, continuing, continuing unrepentant sin, that could lead them out. But 
that is not going to happen as one understands what the faith of Christ means in their hearts and their lives. And that includes every one of us. You know what happens when a parent and a child, and the child is having a tough time with whatever they're having, and they're almost trying to get out of mom or dad's lap and protest, and I want to go, I want to get away, or no, I don't like it, or whatever. What does a loving mom or dad do? Is say, well, okay, see ya. Now, that's exactly the time where you squeeze them even more tightly and hold them to your heart and work with them and help. That's what happens in the circle of faith. That frees us up. So that is the truth again. It is not too difficult a thing to live in the circle of faith. And what flows out of that is it's not too difficult a thing to live life to its fullest. Uh, what you see in front of you now is uh, uh, in each of those uh, centers is a schoolhouse. And I came across a study once upon a time that uh, uh, looked at the little dots. The little dots are the, the children at recess time out playing on the playground. And the one without a fence, they noticed that with no fence, they tended to play closer to the school when supposedly they could go anywhere out there on that huge playground. But what they found was when there was a fence there, actually the children played on more of the playground. They felt freer to live and to play and to experience whatever they wanted to and go even to the four corners of the playground because the boundaries that the good Lord had set, now you understand the transition, freed them up to live life to the fullest. And I would suggest not only for themselves and the joy of their own experience of faith, but also the opportunity to reach to the four corners of the playground, i.e. the four corners of the earth to all the nations. And God be praised for the missions and the ministries of St. Lawrence that continue to grow and that feed us and help us to understand it is not too difficult a thing. And so as we go forward, the joy in our hearts is that it is not too difficult a thing to be a, a blessing to others. The whole point and the whole purpose of this, of being this our time, is that we might be a blessing to others. Uh, an individual one time was uh, shopping in a, a mall and a huge parking lot and came out of the store and headed towards their car. And on the way, they noticed that there was a car in which a couple people seemed to be having a rather heated conversation. And the heated conversation in this car suddenly made a little bit of sense as the individual got closer to the car and noticed on the rider's side, the keys to the car were hanging outside, stuck into the lock on the door. And as they drew even closer, it became fairly apparent that they were probably arguing inside that car about who lost the keys. Well, now jump into the skin of that individual observing this in our lives of faith. That individual had the opportunity to say, 
Wonder how they're going to get that worked out. So sad, too bad. And headed off to their own car. Or they could have said, I'm going to try to help and quietly and gently knocked on the window and said, uh, your keys are hanging in the door out here. How many key hanging moments do you and I have every day? Opportunities when we see others and are with others, to see in that an opportunity to share God's love. It is not too difficult a thing to be a blessing to others. And I would ask, may the Lord bless our key hanging moments. And may he present us the eyes of faith to see them and to use them to this end. And I conclude with this. This is a nice quote I came across recently. No one can ever make a greater mistake than he or she who does nothing because he or she could only do a little. All of us, great or small, can certainly do a little. And what the Lord does in the hearts and lives of other people is take all of those littles and make them great. And so, may God bless us as we go forward, understanding and living that it is not too difficult a thing. May God grant it for Jesus' sake for each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may his peace, which guards our hearts and minds, be ours forever. Amen.